Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check us out at www.thesecretteachings.info, our website for all of our shows in the show archive, the montage archive with all the montages, my books, and more, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. And you can also check out the network website, thefringe.fm. The new website is going up very soon. Looks pretty good. Joe Roop has been working on it tirelessly the last couple of weeks. So thefringe.fm is where you're going to be able to go and find everything you need and want to know about the Fringe FM. And you can also download for free the Fringe FM app for your so-called smartphone. I call them dumb phones, but you can download that app for free to listen to the Fringe FM and to listen to the secret teachings five nights a week. Over the last couple of months, the last couple of Weeks, we've seen things in the news that have contradicted other official reports from subjects that deal in COVID 19 and vaccines to disease in general. There's a tremendous amount of confusion in the general public, and it would seem that that's a byproduct of the general confusion in the medical industry, the medical establishment, uh, what ever it is that we call science, uh, which is often a term used to simply imply importance and correctness. But it seems like there's a tremendous amount of confusion because we are told one thing by so-called experts, and we believe them, some of us do, not a lot of you probably, but a lot of us believe them because they're experts. It doesn't matter if they show us proof, and even if they do show us proof, it doesn't matter if the proof is highly, highly questionable. But they show us this proof. They don't show us this proof. We believe them because they're experts. And yet the evidence, even coming from other expert sources, is often contradictory. So a lot of us suffer from total confusion. We don't know what to do. And we find that it's safe to simply bet on the authority rather than someone who doesn't have the prestige of letters next to their name. Or maybe they're not involved with the NIH or the CDC or the FDA, because these are the experts and they, they know what they're talking about and they know what they're doing, even if their own numbers contradict their official statements. Because with everything that we've seen with COVID in the last year, COVID-19, we've heard things that are totally and absolutely retracted later. But just like the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization said COVID was airborne with no evidence or proof, they couldn't even isolate the thing. And then they said a few weeks ago in the Washington Post, that was a website error. We're sorry about that. Uh, we don't think it's airborne. But yet that's still the official line today. And you're unable to question it without being told that you're anti-science or you're trying to, well, they use that line, you're trying to kill grandma or you're trying to hurt somebody or whatever the case might be. So we're going to talk about all of this, some updated information, but particularly we're going to focus on the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, another healthcare worker just got deathly sick in Alaska this week from receiving the vaccination. And it's also very weird that they're like Dr. Fauci came out and he's like, look, this vaccine was manufactured by black people. 
and that means that you shouldn't be afraid to take it. So that's very weird. I, I don't know. I just I don't trust it. Tonight we're going to talk with Don Lester and David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. Uh, they joined us on the show back around Halloween. We did a show called Haunted Health, which has done fabulously in the archive. You can still download and listen to it at thesecretteachings.info. Don Lester, David Parker, thank you for joining me on the show tonight. Where would you guys like to start? Okay, Ryan, well, uh, really nice to be with you again. Um, I think this is our fourth uh, fourth show with you, so it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, we, always, we always love to talk to you. Um, I think... Uh, yes, from what you were saying, I think if we, we talk a little bit uh, around the, the whole COVID thing, we sort of see maybe the whole sort of chat this, uh, today of breaking down into two areas. One is to talk a little bit about uh, the problem that we're all faced with worldwide. And then I'm sure people will be happy for us to talk about the way that we see the solution to sort of come together uh, to get us all of us out of this sort of tyrannical uh, government regime that we're we're in, and that's for that's for all of us worldwide. So uh, it'll sort of break into those two parts. So if everyone's happy with that, we can start with sort of going over some of the COVID anomalies and um, and work our way through those and see how it's affecting people, as I say, and then go on to the ideas for a solution. Um, so first of all, uh, we thought we'd sort of just point out, which might seem obvious to many people who are well versed in um, the whole COVID nonsense um, but others may not be so but we like to draw a few comparisons to really sort of highlight it and some of the official documents that are coming out from FDA, CDC or the NHS in the UK uh, where they're sort of listing so-called side effects uh, of the vaccine and uh, we, we don't like to call them side effects. I mean, they're effects, you know, effects from the vaccine. And compare them with the actual, what they call the symptoms of COVID. And this by no means do we mean that we believe there are any symptoms from COVID because it's something that doesn't exist. But we, we I think we've explained in previous um, <clears throat> conversations that there is no scientific, and I mean truly scientific evidence to prove that this virus thing exists the, CD- the cdc acknowledged that a couple of months ago we talked about that on the last show didn't they they said we've not been able to isolate coronavirus 19 we've not been able to actually isolate it and get samples of it something to that effect yes yeah. was that the july um paper where it, it said um you know that we we don't ha- or they said that they don't have uh, any virus isolate i yeah, mean that's right absolutely astounding um because in july if if they haven't got or if they didn't have any isolates in july how could they have um claimed that they isolated way back at the beginning of the year and all these different papers that keep coming out saying oh we've you know isolation of virus isolation of virus and yet um well again something else we can talk about in more detail lots of foi requests have gone into various health departments of different countries around the world asking for the information and and they keep coming back saying, um, no, sorry, we don't have that information. I mean, absolutely astounding. And, of course, the the real point then to come out of it is, well, two things. One is that if you don't, if none of the health departments or governmental departments have the information 
that this virus exists and has been proved to cause a disease. If they don't have that, one is why they shut the world down, basically. And two is how on earth can Pfizer or anyone else produce a vaccine from a virus that's never been isolated or proved to be causing a disease? So it doesn't take very much for people to realize that the, this is complete nonsense and is why a little later in the, in the show we want to talk about the reasons why there is this uh, cognitive dissonance uh, with people being presented with this information um, you know they it's almost that the uh, CDC or or any of the sort of federal agents, if you like, are, are openly admitting that they don't have this information. All this, Dawn has just said, all the government departments, and we've got copies of dozens and dozens and dozens of them uh, from around the world saying, no, we don't have this information. So they're openly admitting it and just carrying on as if, it's, and, it's, as if nothing had happened. You know, it just beggars belief. It's almost as if there's like a, there, there's like a, a legal awareness because, like, for example... Uh, we have uh, Bill Gates, the unelected uh, health czar of the world, who doesn't have a medical degree, who said that about 700,000 people are going to die with the vaccine. And it's almost like they tell you, yes, you're going to get sick. Yes, the vaccine's going to hurt you. I just read a CNN story the other day, some woman that runs a vaccine initiative. She said, don't be surprised when we start injecting elderly people with the vaccine, they're going to start dying. But that's not something to be afraid of. They're just elderly. So it's like they're telling you this. So like if we ever had like a, like another kind of a Nuremberg trial, these people were honest with what they were doing. They told you they were going it was going to kill you. It was going to make you sick. I don't know. It seems like there's some form of weird legal protection mixed with just the intent to create confusion so that you listen to what they tell you to do. Those are two things that come to my mind. Yeah. Uh, another point is that we're being told it's a deadly disease which is why, you know, there's a vaccine that needed to be um, rolled out very, very quickly because, you know, it's a deadly disease. And yet on the CDC uh, web page that's titled Test for Current Infection, this is dated October 2020, um, it it says if you test positive for COVID-19, know what protective steps to take if you are sick. And the little sort of paragraph underneath says... Most people have mild COVID-19 illness and can recover at home without medical care. So shut the world down on something that's a mild. Most people have mild illness. You know, I mean, this is absolutely outrageous that uh, more people aren't looking at this and aren't, aren't aware of just how much contradiction and how much um how much of a problem this is that they're making out that it's some deadly deadly disease um that, you know which is why the vaccine has to be rolled out everyone has to roll up their sleeves and take it because we've got to get the whatever it is herd immunity um and admittedly on the cdc website it's most people have mild covid-19 illness and this is this is just to promote your book real quick. What really makes you ill? You guys did this throughout the entire book. You pulled who you pulled CDC, FDA, EPA. You pulled stuff directly from the websites that contradict the official narratives of a lot of the things that come out of those same agencies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Th- that that was something because it astounded us. We thought we need to put this out there so that people can see for themselves just how, as you say, how much. Uh, or how many contradictions they are uh, in, in what they say, you know, sort of one arm says one thing and then another organisation says something else. And the public are left completely confused. 
um, except if they don't bother to look at the WHO and CDC and NHS websites and they just listen to, you know, the kind of mainstream news that gets churned out, uh, you know, on the television but, or in the, in the internet. It's, but it's it doesn't, outrageous. It doesn't. It, I mean, and, that, and that's, uh, thank you for bringing it up, Ryan. I mean, that's why we did it that way, to, to show uh, that officialdom in all its forms doesn't know what it's doing and actually contradicts itself in numerous ways, um, and that there is no science behind anything they say. I mean, that's really the crux of the, of the book, really. Um, but just to come back to what we were saying, which, again, shows more of the nonsense for coming out from officialdom with where they've gone into writing to put down what they consider the uh, symptoms of COVID are and what the, their, in their words, the side effects of the vaccine are, um, and what we would say um, is the detoxification symptoms of the body. And when you look at them, they're all three are the same. So uh, says that, you know, the COVID symptoms, if you matched it with the normal detoxification of the body, it's the same sort of thing. It, under normal circumstances, it would have been the things that people call, call a, a cold or a bout of uh, flu which we show in many ways are just detoxification symptoms of the body. So that should be a big clue to people when they see that these things are just the same. This is what you'd have said was a cold in the past, you know, and as Dawn has just read out from their paper, you know, you stay at home, you might feel a bit rotten, but after a, a day or so, you're fine. It's just, it's it's no worse than that. Um, I, I, in fact, sorry, go on. I was going to I was going to agree with David and say I I had pulled all this before I even confirmed the show with you I pulled the side effects as they call them of the COVID vaccine and I pulled the symptoms of COVID from I believe this was the FDA's website and it says fever chills cough shortness of breath fatigue etc cetera, etc cetera, and those are literally the side effects of the vaccine so it's part of the detoxification process of the body whatever it is they classify as COVID because they find this genetic material, people might be a little sick, might not be sick. These are normal things the body does when it's when when it has something inside of it it's trying to get rid of. Your body's yeah. trying to get rid of something, they inject you with whatever's in this vaccine, we maybe can talk about that. And that's why you have the same side effects, including perhaps my favorite, the FDA says, emergency warning signs, trouble breathing is a horrible symptom of COVID-19. And then I read the side effects and one of the side effects of COVID-19 is trouble breathing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the, the the thing again is, you know, de detoxification symptoms. Uh, when you realise that that's what the um, well, I'm not going to call them side effects. The effects of the vaccine. It just emphasises that the vaccine, uh, the vaccine ingredients are toxic because the body needs to detoxify from them. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's, a, it's just couldn't, couldn't be clearer. You know, if these are detox, well, not if these are detoxification processes. And if you, uh, experience any of them after the vaccine, it means your body's saying, get this to get these toxins out of me. I mean, they're just the minor ones. I mean, there are some much more serious ones. And again, you know, we can kind of get into those as well, well I, from the FDA. I, I think we should make it really simple because this is from an FDA report where they talk about, uh, some of the dangers, if you like, uh, possible side effects. They might want to water it down and say possible side effects of the vaccine. And I think you only need to look at one of them. I mean, they've got about a dozen down there or maybe a couple of dozen, but there's one that just says well, one of the side effects could be death. 
And I think, oh. <laughs> you know, I think, well, you don't need yeah. to read any further than that. You know, one of the side effects of this vaccine is that it could kill you. Well, I think anyone within in their right mind would say, well, you've told me enough. Uh, take your vaccine and put it where the sun don't shine. You know, in other words, I'm not. I'm not having it. <laughs> I know, and I noticed this too, uh, Don uh, Don Lester, David Parker, our guest this evening. I noticed this too when I read those those side effects, or they are effects, not side effects. But yes. when I read those effects, um, for I'll give you three for example in this particular report I'm looking at from the FDA. You might feel tired, you might have muscle pain, and you might just generally feel unwell. And I read that, and then I read what those so-called side effects mean. And when I read it, it said, and this is a response to all three of those so-called side effects. This may mean the vaccine is doing its job. Signs that your immune system is making antibodies in response to the viruses in the vaccine and an overall malaise might just be your immune system working. So one, they say may, might, could be, possibly, we're not sure, but they're telling you the side effects or the effects are just your body doing what it's supposed to do to protect itself from COVID-19. I mean, that is the most pseudoscience, one of the most pseudoscientific things I've ever read. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, especially since we know that they have no idea um, what a virus is and what it actually does within the body. Um, because as, as we've said before, you know, these particles called viruses are not alive. There is no evidence they do anything in the body at all. Um, uh, one of the other points, I, 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 I know death is, is pretty... Um, drastic. Uh, well, it, yes, it's pretty drastic. It's, it's quite <laughs> definitive. You go, actually, no, thank you. Um, but another one of the um, side effects or adverse event outcomes, should we say, that's how they describe them, uh, is anaphylaxis. Um, and interestingly, I um, looked and saw fairly recently that uh, polysorbate 80 is uh, associated with anaphylactic reactions and uh, not surprisingly um, the polysorbate 80 is, is in a number of different vaccines again I, I got a list of I don't know so many different vaccines and it, it's in a number of them including the DTP I mean I know we're not talking about other vaccines at the moment but uh, and that's one but it's just that the DTP is associated uh, quite closely with uh, SIDS you know sudden infant death syndrome or, or whatever and they keep changing these names don't they but uh, so yes it's, it's not too surprising that anaphylaxis is there because it's the body uh, showing a very very violent and strong reaction to something toxic polysorbate 80 is also from what i remember reading this i think i put it in my food philosophy book it's also a, a cause of infertility is it not have you guys read that I can't remember that one, but if I, I need to go back and reread your book, don't I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, yes. it's, it, yeah, I, I just remember reading that. I, I pulled up the food book. It was poly, yeah, polysorbate 80 is what you said, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, all, whatever the ingredients are, another thing that I found very deceptive, and we're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to get right into, I'm going to pass it to you guys to talk about all the details that you have in your mind, uh, give you the floor. When I'm looking at some of these ingredients, I, I was reading these reports where they're like, well, there's not really a, anything in here that's different than any other vaccine. It's like, well, that doesn't mean other vaccines are safe either. None of them are safe. They're all toxic. It's just this this psychological game that the media plays, this psychological game that, that doctors who are paid or they are brainwashed, whatever you want to call it, they just play this psychological game. They don't actually show you evidence. And then when you look at your guys' book and you look at the work of other people, Dr. Kaufman, uh, 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 was it Tom Conway? I think we're going to have him on the show. They just easily and simply explain, no, that's not how things are. 
this is what actually is going on or this is what we think is going on. And it's, it's a lot simpler to understand, just like with Kerry Mollis, the inventor of the PCR test. He came right out and said, you, just because you have a, a particle in your body doesn't mean you're sick. The PCR test doesn't identify disease. It just identifies genetic material. And then he died a few months before this all started. So the people that invented the test, people that are, uh, you know, that are investigating this and actually reading the official reports, like you guys pull official data, it's all completely contrary to everything we hear in the media. I mean, do you guys think it's really media and, and PR that runs this? It's not science, obviously. No, quite. It's uh, as as we've said and proved uh, in in the book. There's no science behind this at all. Uh, not one iota of science behind it. And it's so obvious to anyone who just even uh, it makes a cursory look at it. Uh, it is so obvious that uh, there is no science behind this, and nothing makes sense that's being put out by the media, the government, the medical establishment that. It makes you wonder why the, the the majority of people can't see it, and that's probably something that we may talk about after the break, I'm sure, why there is this cognitive dissonance when it's so obvious that everything we're being told by officialdom is nonsense. I'm going to play the Kerry Mollis clip. It's like 30 seconds, and then we'll uh, we'll let people know where they can get the book, take a break, come back, and we'll get right into what you guys wanted to talk about, okay? Okay. All right, here's Kerry Mollis. If they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body okay so that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful those tests are all based on things that are invisible and they are the results are inferred in a sense pcr is separate from that it's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something that's what also, it is and um, it's, they, it's not it doesn't tell you that you're sick and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that I think that's an excellent summary, and that was the guy who invented and won a Nobel Prize for the PCR test. It doesn't tell you that you're sick. Exactly, and uh, and something we've tried to explain to people about the whole test, as Carrie Mullis had done before, when uh, in the HIV AIDS days, when uh, they were using it then, and uh, I mean he's. He said all along, this is not what it was designed for. This will not give you any useful information. It does not detect a virus. Um, you know, it couldn't be simpler what he said. And uh, some people, and I'm one of them, are a little suspicious about him dying so conveniently to the mainstream in August of last year, just before they sort of launched this on the world. It would have been really nice if a man like him, who invented this PCR test, was alive today. I'm sure he would... Uh, uh, be having a, a a lot to say about it on the world stage. Yeah, man, it's just uh, like just like the guy that started the Weather Channel. He doesn't believe in uh, the the climate uh, propaganda and the political nature of climate change, and it doesn't matter what he thinks. It doesn't matter what the inventor of the test thinks. It matters what Fauci says because he's a priest and a god. And the the psychology of this is just unbelievable. The way that people can be manipulated and controlled by words as opposed to actual facts and data. Uh, Don Lester, David Parker, where can listeners get the book? Okay, well, the, the easiest place is, of course, Amazon. Uh, I know uh, so a few people are not happy with buying from Amazon, but uh, 
you know, all books end up in, on Amazon somewhere. But uh, you can go onto the Internet and there's quite a lot of uh, online bookstores where you can get it from as well. And uh, also the uh, Kindle version or you can get it from uh, Kobo if you didn't want to go through Kindle. So, um uh, no, don't shake in a head. So may no, I? It's been? not on Kobo. I don't think. It's, oh, I it's don't not think there. It's, no, no, okay. it's, it was one of the others. Well, so I'm afraid the the electronic version would be Kindle. Then um, the book you can get from a, a good few sources, but the main one will be Amazon worldwide. So uh, we leave people to make their choices. All right, excellent. Don Lester, David Parker. What really makes you ill? I don't promote a lot of books other than my own, but this is an amazing book. Be a great book to get for the holidays for someone that you know or for yourself www.thesecretteachings.info is our website. There's more with Don and David when we come back from break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get into the details of the COVID-19 vaccine, the side effects as they call them, and more right here on The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one-year subscription to our archive, which includes the Montage Archive and all of my digital books, the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the holy days with The Secret Teachings for yourself as a gift or for someone else www.thesecretteachings.info Alex Exum My name is Alex Exum and you're listening to The Fringe FM So you love talk radio then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. 
If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. If they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body okay so that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to to claim that it's meaningful those tests are all based on things that are invisible and they are the results are inferred in a sense pcr is separate from that it's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something a whole lot of something out of something that's carrie mollis won a nobel prize for inventing the pcr test he said that you use the PCR test, you get a lot of false positives because just because you have this material in your body doesn't mean that you're sick. So media can tell you cases are skyrocketing. Everybody has COVID-19. It's everywhere. It's in wastewater in Spain. It's in Coca-Cola now. It's in a piece of fruit. It's in a goat. It's all over the place. And people think, well, it's COVID-19. It must be a deadly, dangerous disease. It's all gaslighting. Um, In fact, uh, someone told me uh, at their job that there was a a lady who worked there who was very, very sick. She comes into work and people are wondering, you're sick. Why are you at work? And she's like, don't worry, I don't have COVID. So it's like we completely forgot that people can be sick from other things, not necessarily that they're going to spread them, but that we're so afraid of COVID-19 We've kind of forgot that there are other things that make us sick, like the food we eat or don't eat, environmental toxins, exposure to electromagnetic frequencies, uh, a lot of things that we don't think about, but they do affect us. I mean, I can feel living out in the country uh, a tremendous relief just from this kind of just the stress alone in the city, but having uh, basically living in 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 what feels like a microwave sometimes, I can feel the reduction in, in my stress level. Last night, I was a little bit stressed for a couple hours before I did the show, and my face broke out, and I went to bed, woke up, my face is perfectly fine. It was stress. That's all that it was, and stress is a, is a big contributing factor. Don Lester, David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill. I know you guys talked about things like stress and other factors in your book, What Really Makes You Ill, and uh, stress is a very important factor 
and what we call disease. And I think it's safe to say, and then I want to get into the COVID-19 vaccine, it's safe to say that all the stress that has been manufactured through media and through the PR and through the politics has made people far sicker than any so-called virus. Yes, we definitely agree with that. And uh, as, uh, people that read our book will see that stress is one of the four factors that we list as uh, being responsible in combination with the other three factors we list as uh, causing all illness. Um, and of course, it's no surprise then that uh, the, because of the amount of stress that people are under with this uh, COVID nonsense, people losing their business, losing their jobs, losing their houses, or even just worrying about that they're going to be attacked by some deadly virus, uh, non-existent, we might say. But that amount of stress is uh, responsible for the increased uh, suicide rates, both in the States and uh, the UK, and I guess in every country. So stress has a, a real detrimental thing with uh, making people so depressed that they will take their own lives. But it, it also has an effect on the body physically in... Um, in the release of free radicals that are in excess um, are destructive at cellular level and uh, if prolonged are destructive at uh, organ level you know and can cause things like cancers but we have we have talked about that before so I won't go all through that again but uh, yeah stress is very very detrimental and uh, it's shameful that uh, the <clears throat> cabal that's behind all this is uh, deliberately uh, generating that level of stress in people, knowing very well the effects, the detrimental effects it will have. Right. So, I mean, the, the stress can be just literally from having a um, positive so-called test result, um, but it's not just a question of false positives or false negatives. I think it's something that Tom Cowan makes, uh, Dr. Tom Cowan makes quite clear. He says that there are only false results. They are all false because they're based on something that has never been um, proven to to actually exist. Well, they, they yeah. don't actually look, the tests don't look for a virus or even a virus particle. Or um, So, uh, you know, what they're actually testing for is some genetic material that has never been proven to be uh, relevant to any virus particle anyway. So any test result that um, is claimed to be positive is, is a completely false uh, it's just meaningless, you know. Like you say, as Harry Mullis has said, it's these are all meaningless. The, the PCR test was never meant to be used, uh, or the PCR was never yet meant to be used as a diagnostic test. Yeah, and I re I remember uh, when I I was reading some of the original scientific publications back in like I don't know, it was April or something. Uh, I have copies of them still where people had sent them to me, and they were like, "You're wrong, Ryan. Look, COVID nineteen spreads through the air." And I said, OK, let me read this. And I read it. And then the guy who conducted the study in one case, he was like, OK, so the droplets went six feet or more, but uh, we didn't actually isolate the virus in the droplets. We just know that a sneeze can be projected 20 something feet, uh, but we didn't isolate the virus. So that's just an insinuation, an implication. And then if you read the actual scientific data. It's like we didn't actually find that at all, but they can just manipulate people's perception with headlines. That's a whole other thing, but it, it, that's what's happening with the vaccine right now as well, because I want to get into that with you guys. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, there's a few things we'd like to say about the vaccines. We're not going to go through a whole list of uh, possible adjuvants or contents of the vaccines because they're just a lot of long names that are pretty meaningless. But suffice it to say that, uh, first of all, let me just state categorically that and we've looked through the history of vaccinations from its inception. So we've looked at it in the book. We talk about it over the 
the whole medical thing over the last 150 years. And at no stage has any vaccine been, pro been proved to be safe and effective. Not one of them. And so this new one is not going to be any different. And, uh, and particularly as they've sort of, sort of developed it in less than 12 months and developed it against a so-called virus of which they openly admit they've never isolated. So the whole thing can be seen for an absolute nonsense and a lie. Let's let's call it what it is. It's an absolute lie. Um, but one of the interesting things that uh, I like to make people aware of, because it's not talked about very much uh, about as regards ingredients, um, and that is uh, the fact that from what we can see, all vaccines have at least some animal-based products in them, even if it's only gelatin. Now, this would be particularly of interest uh, to vegans, of course, because uh, vegans go to great trouble not to take in or have anything to do with animal products, you know, for health as well as humanitarian reasons. So from a, a vegan's point of view, it's very important for them to realise that whatever else they may think about vaccinations, you know, if they think they could possibly be good, um, is that they are taking into their bodies um, animal products. Uh, now, that in itself may... Uh, put uh, vegans off wanting the vaccine uh, and certainly in the UK uh, under law it's recognised ethical veganism is recognised as a real thing so uh, vegans who want to refuse the vaccine on ethical grounds could legally do so um, because they do contain animal products so something for people to bear in mind uh, and that's without all the uh, toxic materials which are always in them. I don't think, unless someone can correct me, I don't think with this new vaccine there's a guaranteed list of what the ingredients actually are. I don't think that's – there's all sorts of guesswork, I know, and there's some partial lists, but I've not seen anything that categorically lists everything that they've put in this uh, new vaccine. But what we do know is it's not going to be good. And what we do know is it can't possibly protect you against anything, even if even if there was such a thing as a, a pathogenic particle that was floating around, because the whole mechanism of how vaccines uh, can work shows that they can't um, produce immunity in the body because the body doesn't work that way. They talk about uh, vaccines being able to produce antibodies. Um but again, that's a fallacy. Again, it's an unproven thing. Um, what it does, when you put toxins into the body, uh, the body recognizes them as toxins and it produces something called globulins. And those are a repair mechanism, the body's repair mechanism, because the toxins that have been injected into it obviously start to attack the cells and damage the cells. And so the body releases globulins. Um, it's, a, it's a sealant mechanism, if you like, to try and repair the cells. In the same way as if you if you cut your hand and uh, uh, it will release globulins to try and to seal that wound. Uh, but the medical establishment, again, in its usual way of misunderstanding what the body's doing, um, cause these antibodies. And uh, with the fallacy that uh, they can inject some toxins into you with a vaccination, and the body will then recognize it and produce antibodies that stay in your system for years or the rest of your life. And uh, then if you meet a, uh, a, tox uh, 
a, a virus at some stage later in life that uh, these antibodies will be still be there, recognize it, zoom in on it and kill it off. Well, that, that's pure fantasy. That is not how the body works and has never been proven or observed to work like that. And yet they keep this fantasy going on the basis of uh, uh, the whole germ theory and uh, selling vaccinations at uh, huge profits around the world. But also um, based on the idea that the human body is just some kind of, you know, machine or just a bag of chemicals that uh, the pharmaceutical industry can just uh, um, add something into the mix and then the body will just be all sorted out and balanced. Uh, it just completely denies the actual um uh, inherent abilities of of the body. It's it's not just a you know an inert kind of uh, as I say bag of chemicals. It's it's an amazing active, very active um, self regulating organism. And um, you know we we show and I think we've talked about it before that there is no such thing as what's called the immune system. Um, the body has a, a maintenance system or a health system, and the, the whole all parts of the body are interconnected. And so they recognize um, when the body's being poisoned and produces all kinds of um, processes to help repair the body. I mean, one of those is like inflammation. So, you know, if you have a cut or a splinter or something like that, you know, you notice that the the local area becomes red and swollen. And, and that's a sign that the uh, it, it's not that inflammation is bad. It's a problem. It's uh, it's because the there's an increase in the blood supply to that area that delivers more repair materials and to allow the body to heal itself. So when so they, if you start, so they give you a vaccine and they tell you one of the side effects is a red, red swollen, uh, achy arm, and they tell you that's because the vaccine's working. Uh, that's uh, incredibly yes. misleading. Yes, completely. Well, that that's because the body's reacting to the poisons being put into it, and so um, you know it's it's doing its best to actually try and heal it. So yes, that's what the uh, the swelling is and the inflammation. You know, inflammation is not a disease process but as you say it's it's yeah it's showing that it's working because it's it's working to poison the body so um, but yeah that's yeah. Uh, yeah as you say it's it's just complete inversion of um actual health or an understanding of health but it's absolutely de- a denial of what the um, body's abilities are i mean the body has amazing capabilities of looking after itself um but you know it does a better job if it's not being poisoned you know, it's like it's almost as if at this point, the psychology of the average person is like, well, I'll do anything not to get COVID. And they're like, OK, well, slit your wrists. All right, I'll slit my wrists. Well, you know, you're going to die from doing that, right? Well, yeah, but I won't have COVID. It's just it's unbelievable the kinds of things people do to think they, they do it or they think it feeling like they're going to escape this deadly disease. But then they look around and nobody's sick. No, nobody's dying in the streets. The hospitals aren't overwhelmed. It's just like there's so much going on. I, I, I know it's confusing and over overwhelming it's overloading most people they just shut down they, they can't deal with it I, I mean i get it to a large degree mm, yes i mean a lot of people are, are saying you know i'll take the vaccine so we can get back to normal i mean that's starting to be something that's that's being put out in the media that you know um and certainly some of these uh, you know like sort of celebrity celebrities so-called um you know they're trying to get celebrities to promote the vaccine so that we you know so we can all have it and get back to normal um you know we know that's that's not what's going to happen you know it's going to be pretty pretty dangerous if um 
you know, a lot of people succumb to it, but that's the it, propaganda for you. It shows just how cynical, I think, the establishment is with this uh, celebrity endorsement. I mean, we, we've seen it going into play over here um, because, <clears throat> because they've recently started the um, vaccinations. They started... Uh, the very first thing that they said, uh, and all televised, of course, was this 91-year-old woman in a wheelchair uh, being vaccinated, supposedly. Uh, personally, we don't believe it for a moment. Um, uh, I mean, logic tells you that, uh, you know, when they're just starting to use a, a new vaccine that's been rushed through uh, and they're going to use it for the first time, that they would choose a 90-year-old over 90 year old lady that they're going to inject with this thing uh, um, and all will be well now I wouldn't think any vaccine company would want to take that sort of a risk televised and circulated around the world I mean let's face it without being too unkind you know the lady's over 90 she could die at any time and then you've just injected some toxic material into her if this really happened um it could go, you know, it could go so horribly wrong, it would destroy any confidence that anyone might have in their vaccinations. So, uh, for one, I mean, I obviously this is, uh, I have no evidence for this, but just logic tells me that they would not attempt to do something like that. So whatever got injected into this lady, I don't believe for one moment there was anything toxic in it. It was, certainly wasn't the vaccination. For all we know, it could have been a multivitamin injection or just a saline injection. Do you they guys, would not be able to take the risk that she may become ill, even for some other reason, and then it'd be blamed on their vaccination. Absolutely. Do you guys remember back in 2009, uh, I think it was H1N1, and uh, Angela Merkel in Germany, her and a lot of the German government, they got what they called like clean vaccines or something where they didn't they didn't get the same vaccine the public got. They got a vaccine without mercury. And that was in the news. Right. OK. So that's so that's probably what it's it, we've had a uh, George Bush, former president, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama and now Joe Biden. They're like, oh, we're going to get the vaccine on TV so you can see us get injected with it. I don't think yeah. that's going to be the same vaccine. <laughs> No, no, I, no, no. We, we're pretty much in agreement with you. I mean, um, uh, somebody else who apparently has had his vaccination televised is Sir uh, uh, Ian McKellen, who you know who played Gandalf in the, uh, um, Lord, the, of the, the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. Um, he actually says, you know, he's had it. He recommends it to everyone else. Of course, you know, he's a figure that uh, you know quite a people are familiar with. So again, you know, familiar face. Um, somebody people have uh, guy, some kind of idea, but this you know, guy's in his. 80s, you know, it, it stands yeah, to reason. Know. It stands to reason they would not risk this with very old people. Um, it's just too much of a, a risk, and to do, and to have it on television in this way, that it, you know, it would be commercial madness. And let's, let's face it, this is a commercial exercise as well as other more uh, nefarious things. Well, it's but, definitely a propaganda exercise. But, uh, you know, but there's a, there's a commercial gain to be made in this. And they don't want to stop it at the first instance by uh, killing <laughs> killing these first recipients. You know, you might think they would have been better uh, picking on some really healthy young sports person, you know, uh, if they were going to give a real vaccination to them, not uh, a 91-year-old lady in a wheelchair. So What's the uh, I think it, it's definitely a propaganda exercise. I think it's very cynical and uh, people ought to really start to wake up to what's going off here. What's the weird, what is your guys' opinion on the weird race angle, too? Like Melinda Gates, from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, she comes out, she's like, okay, so if you're, if you're black, 
you're African, you're going to get five vaccines. They said that a couple of weeks ago. And then you have got other people like Fauci saying, well, look, the vaccine was made by some black scientists, so it's safe for you. Like that's that's a little bit weird. That's very weird. Um, I think there's more of that kind of stuff uh, in the U.S. than there is here. Probably. So we haven't seen quite so much of that. Um, but I mean, it, it is it is weird, but it's it's possibly also part of the propaganda. To, well, just, you know, the ploy to keep people arguing amongst themselves and keep them separated. And it's just, you know, to increase the infighting and the well, the dividing conquer I mean, and just just keeping different groups at each other's throats and, you know, separation. It, it's awful. It's awful. But I mean, we've, we've there's even, no reason for that to have any basis. No, we've even had, uh, I remember a documentary only a few weeks ago um, on the TV over here, um, and it was entitled, Is COVID Racist? I mean, for <laughs> sake, is COVID racist? Uh, and this is the sort of rubbish that they're putting out, you know, in serious TV uh, programs. I can't remember whether it's on um, the ITV or the BBC, but uh, they're all just as bad as one another, of course. But to actually put a program out called that is COVID racist and and want to debate that. I remember I I told you guys that the CDC said that it's young white men between like 18 and 24 who aren't washing their hands. And that's why people are getting sick as a CDC report. Yes. Yes. I I think you mentioned that before. I mean, because that is just um, that's just appalling. I mean, that, but again, it's it, it's just trying to, as you say, blame it on uh, a separate group so that people can start hating on them. It's it's just uh, just despicable because there's absolutely nothing behind it. I mean, there certainly won't be any any science behind it or in, probably any even study any study of it. But it's uh, it's just the claim of authority, whether it's a media authority or yes. it's a so-called doctor who might not even be a doctor. I mean, Bill Gates gets up on television, lectures the entire world. The guy has no medical training. Even if he did, that doesn't mean we should trust him. But who is this guy? No. Exactly. I and, and I think that sort of brings us on to a point that we wanted to talk about because we've not been able to understand, uh, as we said earlier in the show, why people cannot see the nonsense that's going off, why so many people are compliant, you know, and acquiesce to these ridiculous measures. And even when they can see themselves, it's not very difficult to see the nonsense that's being put out for what it is and the contradictions that the so-called authorities put out that make no sense at all, and even the open admissions that they don't have the information. Um, and yet people still carry on wearing the mask, doing the social distancing, not seeing their loved ones. You know, we've got Christmas coming up, and uh, certainly the government over here is trying to dictate of how many people you can have to come to your house to celebrate Christmas and how long they can stay there. You know, and a lot of people are worried about this and thinking, oh, you know, crikey, I'm not going to be able to see my auntie and uncle from the next county or whatever it is because that would make too many in the house. We can only have five or six or whatever stupid number the government's come up with. Uh, and we can only see one another for a few days at a time rather than uh, – and people are going along with this. Have um, you guys – I'm sorry, David, go ahead. Uh, and it's this cognitive dissonance that we've struggled, Dawn and I have struggled to understand how people can be so, well, I have to say, so stupid to be, so gullible to be taken in with this. When And uh, people, you know, well, I mean, we get to talk to people and people who, you know, you would have normally expected, you know, they've had decent educations. It's not that uh, they don't know anything. And yet they still swallow this hook, line and sinker uh, and 
and go along with it. And it's we, we just can't fathom what this cognitive dissonance is. And what we think it yeah, is, and this is something that we've talked about uh, in, in other shows, um, this misplaced respect for authority. And we're trying to look at where it comes from. And really, and a long story short, it, it really comes right from uh, the, the time you're born. And particularly when kids go to school, you know, they're already being, it's instilled into them about respecting authority. And this can take many forms. It's not only respecting the teacher, doing what the teacher says, you know, but um, it can be certainly in my day sort of having to, you know, if the headmaster came into the uh, room, you would all have to stand up in as a mark of respect. Uh, certainly in uh, courtrooms, you're expected to stand up when the judge comes in or uh, saluting the flag, standing up for the national anthem. It's There's lots of different ways that people are brainwashed into respecting authority. I mean, over here in the UK, we have uh, people can get titles, you know, we... They can be knighted, so they get to be called Sir, you know. So we've even got, like, Sir Paul McCartney, and uh, we even had Sir Jimmy Savile, would you believe? And uh, I think even in America you will know uh, something about him as a, uh, a really disreputable paedophile, you know. And, uh, of course, it all came out after his death as just how uh, disreputable he was, and yet he was lionised and praised by... People in high society, uh, not least of which, of course, was the uh, the Windsors, the royal so-called royal family, who actually gave him the knighthood. So uh, it's almost become a standing joke in the UK that if someone gets a knighthood, you know, they've they've probably got a very shady past. That well, that's we don't yet know. That's like the, that's uh, like media. When you have a doctor or a so-called doctor on television, they're on CNN or they're on MSNBC. You're listening to what they're saying. It's like. Usually that's the person you don't want to listen to. It's the kind of, kind yes. of what you're saying. You do not want to listen to what this person is saying. And, and another thing about what, you're got, what you guys are talking about authorities, I don't know how much of this you've seen in the news, but we've had governors from California to New Jersey, mayors, uh, local, uh, uh, local authorities in, in local government, city government, where they've done everything from they've had mask mandates, social distancing mandates, closed down businesses, all this type of stuff. And yet they've left their businesses open to make money. They've been photographed and videoed at big fancy resorts without a mask, no social distancing with their staff, including scientific people and their staff that have recommended wearing masks. None of them are wearing masks. They're traveling around Thanksgiving. Sure, the same thing will happen for Christmas. Uh, the mayor of Austin, Texas, the mayor of uh, I think it was Denver, Colorado, uh, just all over the country. And. The question is, okay, if these people are, whether they're governors or they're mayors or they're city council, they're putting mandates out, recommendations, whatever you want to call them, and they're telling people, do this, this, and this. You're going to get fined if you don't. Yet they're not doing it. Not only is it obvious that this this is like a, a Machiavellian psychopathic mentality, do what I say, not as I do, but it tells yeah. us something else. It tells us that they're not scared of getting sick. They're not worried about it. Because if they were, I would imagine, guys, that they would be doing the same thing, even if it was in private. They would be sincerely concerned with the dangers, but they're not. They're partying and having a good time. 
Exactly, exactly. So they obviously know there's something afoot and they know... Well, they, know uh, there's, there's an, they know there's no pathogenic virus lurking about that's going to harm them or their families, as you say quite rightly, uh, Ryan. You know, logic would say they'd, they'd take all the protections they could get, you know, like any sane person would. You know, if there genuinely was some deadly something uh, going around... Um, I mean, we know, we know that there are no such things as these pathogenic viruses. Um, and so that's why we can, and we do, we don't wear masks or social distance or do anything like that because we know we're not going to cause harm to anyone else and, and not to ourselves. And I, would, I mean, if it, was, if it was something different, like, I don't know, some deadly toxic gas had entered the atmosphere in some way and this was provable and uh, it was, you know, suggested, mandated even, that you wear a gas mask of some sort to protect yourself, then you'd, you'd see some logic and reason in it and you'd want to do it rather than inhale some deadly gas which had been proved to have entered the atmosphere. And it, uh, But when you know there's no such thing, then you're not going to do these things. And if you've got the uh, administration and the people in authority, as you say, uh, openly flouting any of the laws they're trying to uh, impose on other people, then you know that they know something. It's not just a case of, oh, they just don't care because they're uh, important. It's because they know very well that this is a complete farce and there is no science behind it and nothing for people to be afraid of. There is a hidden agenda, well, hidden from most of the public. Uh, thankfully, many of us, uh, you know, we see through it because we've been around long enough and we've studied world events and we've studied the people that are in charge of these things and how they operate and uh, we know that there is this agenda and uh, there's nothing good about it at all there's nothing nothing in it that's meant to be protecting people um, absolutely and that, um, the, the, the fact that they're openly openly flouting the rules and more it's being reported in the media and more people are seeing it that it would help to break the cognitive dissonance in the kind of you know masses of people you you'd think it would help to get them to realize that there is something else going on it isn't a deadly virus and to stop to start thinking and to as i say to, to break that cognitive you dissonance. would think it's all it's almost <laughs> like it's making it stronger i, I, I hate to cut you off we got to take a break we'll be right back yeah. we'll finish this thought don lester david parker what really makes you ill is the book get a copy of it it's incredible and stay tuned to the secret teachings here on the fringe fm Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books 
available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one-year subscription to our archive, which includes the Montage Archive and all of my digital books, the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the holy days with The Secret Teachings for yourself as a gift or for someone else. www.thesecretteachings.info Hi, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our entire show archive, the montages, and my books, including Food Philosophy. It's all there on the website. Our holiday special, it's $40 for a one-year subscription, a book, autographed, your choice, and all of the digital books. You get access to the montage as well. You can use that deal to renew your yearly subscription. If you have any questions, you can email us for that or anything at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Tonight we're speaking again with Don Lester and David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong. It's a really incredible book. And the conversation tonight, in my opinion, has also been very incredible, even though we've talked about a lot of this stuff before. In part, Don and David are providing a different perspective from their point of view, which is pretty much in line with what we're saying uh, they're just explaining it in a way that I've, I've actually th- thought was a little bit more clear than I've even explained it. Uh, before the break, I cut Don off. We were talking about how David was talking about authorities and the perception of authority. And I thought how we've had governors in the United States and mayors and we've had local city council people, whether they're running their own businesses while they closed on other businesses or they're seen out in public without a mask or they're at parties, they're at big resorts. They're uh, traveling after they tell the people of their city not to travel. They get on a plane. They go travel to see their relatives, uh, uh, mayors from Austin, Texas, to Colorado, to Michigan, governors from California to New Jersey. It's it's more than just do what I say, not as I do. It indicates that if these people are in the know and they're not scared of getting sick and they're not worried about this so-called deadly disease, then maybe we shouldn't be either. And the simple fact that we see these people walking around and then doing these disingenuous apologies like Nancy Pelosi or Newsom in California, they're like, oh, and Newsom even laughed about it. They're just mocking you. He laughs like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have stood up rather than sit down without a mask. And they're, ha, 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 that's so funny. And it's like, I guess a lot of people need need it to be pointed out. Uh, They're not wearing a mask and social distancing. They're having indoor events because they're not concerned about getting sick. That is a really powerful visual statement. And I want to go back to Don, what you were saying before break. Don Lester, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd pretty much um, said what I was planning to say, which was that I, I would have thought that those um, obvious examples uh, that, that you've cited would have helped to break the cognitive dissonance that people are holding on to, to to start getting them to sort of break down this obsession with believing in the so-called authority and, and buying into the fear when obviously there aren't, you know, the streets aren't littered with people dropping down dead all over the place. It isn't a de- deadly disease. And as you say, you, you know, um, there's it's in plain sight. These people are, are going around not... Um, actually uh, adhering to the so-called mandated rules or whatever rules, um, however they're put in, um, you know, by these people, that, you know, they're not adhering to them. And so, well, why does that apply to them and not to us? And to to at least get people to start thinking about it. But you suggested that uh, that isn't the case. So it, it is so, it is a concern. And, I mean, one of the things, obviously, is that, uh, you know, people have been, um, have had this propaganda for months and months and months drilled into them. So it's going to take quite a lot to, to, to break this. But I would have thought those examples of seeing people 
who ought to be, you know, we, we ought to be following their example, shall we say, or, you know, people are supposed to follow their example. And yet they're not setting the example. So you say, well, if they're not doing it, why should we? You know, I mean, that to me seems logical. And yet for some reason, it, it doesn't get people to, to just break out of it. It's It really is quite disappointing. So there must be something deeper at play with people and uh, and and that's really just to say a little bit more about cognitive dissonance and why it is i know we spoke about it a little earlier how people uh, are trained really from an early age we'll say trained because it's probably much more accurate than saying educated they're trained from a very early age uh, as soon as they start school to start respecting in their words uh, authority whether it's the teacher or the school governors or the police uh, everyone and very often now in schools are almost uh, taught not to uh, believe what parents say so you must respect the teacher but not necessarily your parents because parents don't know anything whereas the teacher does so it starts from a very early age and then there's as we were saying earlier all these little things throughout life whether it's saluting the flag standing up for the national anthem uh, calling people sir if they're in a so-called important position and deferring to them um your boss or whoever it is as if there's something special and as i said we have various titles that people can get over here um whether it's sir or they've got an obe or whatever that uh, supposed to make them uh, seem better than you so I, I believe, and I will call it what it is, is it's a form of brainwashing right from a very early age. So, and this is what instills into people this uh, misplaced respect for authority, and it continues in other more subversive ways. Uh, and I'm now talking about the TV, the television. You know, so people who watch a lot of television and watch certain programs. Uh, and if you watch them with a, an open mind and you know what you're looking for, you can see the cues and the little tactics that are used by the program makers to uh, carry on this brainwashing, you know, showing certain people in a bad light and certain people in a good light and certain ones that should be respected and others that should be disrespected. Uh, people who might have an alternative view to what's going on get labelled like, uh, with some derogatory term, like conspiracy theorists, and that's a sort of a, a, sort of a put down for anyone who tries to uh, inform someone of the truth. And these are, these, these are not by accident. This is all uh, carefully thought out by uh, people in groups like over here in the UK called the Tavistock Institute in London. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is what they do, and they think up these psychological programs. Well, if you guys have you guys ever heard of the uh, the nervous system uh, TV computer monitor, the patent from two thousand and three? You ever heard of that TV mind control, basically? Um, it rings a bell, but I'm. It's yeah. But go ahead if if there's something you'd like to say about that. Just a quick note for anybody listening who wants to look this up: patent number, United States patent number six five zero six. That's six five zero six one four eight. That's one four eight B two, two thousand and three. And the patent is called nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields from monitors, TVs, computers. So it goes beyond celebrity endorsements that goes beyond simple propaganda and product placement it goes right down to the mechanical technology itself and the, the frequencies and the signals and the flicker rates and how it literally can hijack your nervous system according to this patent at least just i thought that was very interesting yes i mean i i've heard of that 
sort of technique, but uh, not down to the level of uh, that particular uh, pattern number that you gave. But yes, I've I've come across these warnings given out of uh, what can be being transmitted from your TV screen. Um, and people need to, again, be aware of this sort of thing. It's not sort of, uh, it is not some sort of conspiracy theory. These con- these are conspiracies, you know, in the true sense of the word, but they're real things. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean even, people- even words, uh, even words in dictionaries, you know, and we've been looking into some of those, slowly start to get manipulated and their dictionary definitions slowly get changed. Um, and again, this is another cynical way of changing what people believe. So even when you go to a dictionary to look up a definition, it has slowly changed over time and changed more in line with what um, the general agenda is. Um, so that that's also something to look out, out for. Yeah, I- so there's lots of very subtle ways that people's opinions uh, uh, and their actions are being modified by ways that they are not noticing it's very very subtle yep, this is uh, no all it's going to say is you know there are various different ways that uh, that come under the heading if, if you like mind control uh, you know just trying to um, manipulate people so that you can affect their thoughts their beliefs and if you can do that you can affect their behaviors and therefore that's how they um well, they they try and manipulate people. Now, obviously, they haven't manipulated everyone to wear masks, uh, which is obviously what they were hoping they could do. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a minority, but it, it's still part of that kind of programming of of um, well, like David said, brainwashing, manipulation, um, programming. You know, it's it's all part of these ideas to just get control over how the masses, if you like, behave, what they do, how they think. Um, absolutely. It's just absolutely embedded in, in just about every aspect well, of I, society. I, I pulled something up on what, da- David, you said, and, and this is really interesting. I think you guys would appreciate this. If you look at the legal dictionary, Black's Law Dictionary, and you look up the word mandate, you look up the word require, you look up the word shall, these are words that are being used in executive orders. They're being used uh, even in you know laws that are actually legitimate laws passed by, uh, at least in our country, passed by our, our, our multi-party system, uh, multi-branch government. You have something like require, and a lot of businesses use this word on their, their storefront that says required to wear a mask. But the word require in a legal dictionary is defined as request. It's a request. They can't force you to do it. They can't kick you mm-hmm. out legally for it. So those words like that, like you said, David, are, and I know you know this too, Don, this is so important because this mm-hmm. is how even... The legal framework is structured. So like we were saying earlier when Bill Gates says, hey, look, 700,000 people are probably going to die of the vaccine. They're telling you, we don't really have an authority to force you to do this, but we will coerce you. We don't really have an authority to demand that you do it and you have to do what we say or we'll arrest you or fine you. Those are just fear tactics. And the words that are used are meant to manipulate your perception so that you acquiesce. That's how these authorities have control over you is if you acquiesce to their demands, which are equated and in our country, I think, can be tried under Section 802 of the U.S. Patriot Act, which defines terrorism as acts of coercion and fear directed towards a civilian population. This is all, all of it, terrorism. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that'll that'll bring us on to a point that is something that's near and dear to our hearts, which we can talk about in a moment. But just to make one other point about how 
the words in dictionaries start to get slowly manipulated, um, you get, of course, uh, Wikipedia. Now, I know that most people will, well, most people in the know will think, oh, yeah, well, you can't believe what you read on Wikipedia, but many people do. And people ought to ask themselves, well, why would anyone set up Wikipedia, you know, and run it? You know, it's it's not run for free. Uh, I mean, there are costs to the people doing it, uh, but no cost to the people using it. Now, people ought to ask questions about that. Why is it so important? Well, it's really, if you think about it, quite obvious because most people, and this involves uh, school kids as well, will go straight to a nice easy way to get some information online Wikipedia, and they believe that what they read there is true. Uh, and again, it's a nice, easy way to slowly manipulate what people believe to be true, whether it's about history, politics, health, anything. Um, and that's really what it's been set up for. It's a very cunning way to start to influence people and change their opinions and their understanding of history, true history. Um, but so, can, I, can I just say one sure. thing that the within, uh, I mean, Wikipedia is called an encyclopedia. Um, but in our research, when we were looking at vaccinations, um, we saw that, uh, I, I can't remember the exact year, but uh, towards the end of the 19th century, so this is, you know, well over 100 years, that um, one of the eminent uh, physicians was asked to write the entry for vaccination. Uh, I believe it's uh, Charles Crichton, who, I mean, he was eminent, he was very well respected. He was asked to write the, the entry for vaccination for that particular year. Um, and instead of just writing the ordinary um, explanation as, as everyone understood it at the time, he went back and looked at the um, original um, efforts behind it all, the history of it, how it was set up, and he wrote a completely different piece. Um, he actually uh, was amazed. He, he, his whole view on vaccination was, was completely overturned. He'd been for it prior, and then obviously he was against it because he realised that there was no, no scientific evidence behind it. Um, and wrote the entry in that particular uh, Encyclopedia Britannica um, for that particular year. Strangely, he was never asked to do the same thing again. Uh, he, he was fairly he heavily criticised for that, but uh, he, he clearly showed the truth behind vaccination, and that's part of why we say, you know, there's there's no evidence that any vaccine has ever been proven to be safe or effective because it's based on something that's not uh, actually true but I mean this is again an example of something that was you know or oh, the Encyclo Encyclopedia Britannica it's you know it's well respected um, so it's not just Wikipedia but this is again it's something insidious it, it was th these encyclopedias were sort of under control by certain people certain factions way back then so you know this has been going on an awful long time it's not just something new but it's it's certainly been ramped up recently so uh, yeah i want to i want to play a clip for you guys on this note uh, this is the chief medical officer of uh canada and he's telling you what we're telling you we can't force you to take a covid19 vaccine or any vaccine but we can coerce you into taking it by restricting your ability to laterally move and to be free. I want to play this for you guys, and I want to read you a quote, uh, and I have two other things I want to bring up. We're going to skip the break, though, so we can talk through the rest of the show tonight. You're listening to The Secret Teachings 
Don Lester, David Parker. This is the chief medical officer of Canada saying we can't force you to get the vaccine, so don't worry. So similar to our, our all our immunization programs in the province of Ontario, um, and we have some special acts related to that, like the Immunization of School Pupils Act, etc. Uh, we can't force someone to take a vaccine. Uh, that's clear. And because we want to make sure that people say the only but would want it. And we want to make sure we have all the information they need, as well as all the safety information, etc. Uh, what we can do is to say sometimes for access or ease in getting into certain settings, if you don't have vaccination, then you're not allowed into that setting without other protection and promote materials. So what may be mandatory is proof uh, of immunization or vaccination with a proper product in order to have latitude and freedom to move around in certain like to access into law. And that's that's pretty much it. We can't force you, but in order to do things, you're going to have to have the vaccine. I mean, it's just so much gaslighting, so much manipulation. It's so much terrorism. It's so much fraud. Uh, it's it's just mm-hmm. disgusting. It yes, is. yes, uh, I mean, absolutely we've, agree. We've said this many times, you know, that if they don't openly mandate it, and because that will cause them trouble, they'll do it, as we say, through the back door. You know, uh, airlines will say, well, uh, I know there's no law to make you have the vaccine, but you can't come on our planes and fly on holiday unless you've had one. Uh, in the same way as they do now, you know, uh, to many countries, you know, even, you know, many years ago, I think I've said before, I worked in Africa and uh, before I knew what I knew now. Um, and and that was the case then, you know, to fly into Africa, certain parts of Africa, you had to have had to have certain vaccinations, or you weren't allowed into the country. So it's not something new, but of course this will be new when they say you've got to have had this COVID vaccination, or you can't fly anywhere, or as you say, maybe you can't go into the cinema to mix with other people, you can't go to the theatre, you can't go to the swimming pool or the gym, and this is what they will do um, if they're not stopped, which really brings me on to, as I'm noticing the time, which brings me on to a point that I, I would like to cover because we've, we've talked about all the problems uh, and I'd like to say some things about uh, what we see as the solution to this. The And I might add the only solution to this uh, is something that I've thought about a lot and Dawn and I have talked about a lot because we can see that what we're in now, the situation we're in is undoubtedly a tyranny. You know, there's no other word for it. Uh, it's a tyranny. And we and this the buildup of this tyranny, tyranny has been going on for a long time. It's not something new. It's just that it's reached a peak over this uh, COVID uh, uh, farce, really. It's no more than that, but it's a very dangerous one. And I don't know whether you've talked on any of your shows before, but I'm going to mention it now. We can talk around it if you wish. But the only way out of this that I can see is a restoration of the Constitution, the restoration of common law uh, in all our countries. Now, just to refresh people's memory, what I'm talking about, the Constitution uh, in both the UK and America, Canada, uh, Australia, and uh, many European countries that were originally members of uh, what was the British Commonwealth, all our constitutions are built on... um, from the Magna Carta, which was in 1215. I know we're going back a lot, but that's what all our constitutions are built on. And those constitutions and the, and the rule of common law are in force. It's just the fact that successive governments in all our countries have chosen to totally ignore them and really are 
it's the governments that are acting illegally. All of the so-called laws that they pass, even whether it's the COVID things or even things like uh, traffic offences and things like that, they are all actually illegal because under common law, those are unenforceable, you know, and because they've done away, and I'm making this brief, but because they've done away with what is true trial by jury in the original sense that it was made, which was citizens' juries were put together in the same way as they are now, but they have much more powers uh, in the in as it's set down in the Constitution. They have the only power. What we are seeing now is what would be better called trial by judge, because the judge in a court case, and this goes back to standing up when they enter, is given these false powers, quite illegally, to run the court. And that is, they can decide what evidence is admissible. They don't tell the jury how much power they have. They don't tell the jury, for instance, that the jury legally has the power to judge, first of all, the law. So that if someone is brought into court, and whatever the charge is, whether it's serious or fairly trivial, the jury has to judge the law. Is the law that this person has been built into court for, is it fair? You know, has there been a real crime committed? Is there malice aforethought? You know, um, they, they, so they judge the law first of all. David, we we I used to do a um a, a, I don't know if it was a protest. It was like an inf- information group in Orlando, Florida, and we used to go to the courthouse and we would hand out flyers informing you know jurors or potential jurors of what their rights were and there were people in our group totally peaceful just handing out flyers here's the law and people were getting arrested for that one guy was held in jail for 300 or something days for informing people what their rights were in orlando yes outrageous and and this is what it's come to but it's the people that are doing that the so-called lawyers the police the judges or the chief culprits, because we must remember judges are paid by the government, so the government lackeys, you know, they're doing what their employers tell them. So they're there to serve the interests of an illegal government that is uh, making up rules, which they're calling laws, which can't be. No law, no true law can be put into force unless it's put into force and agreed to by a citizen's jury. This is the power, true power of juries, as I'm sure you know. Um, Now, the judges make sure that the juries are never informed of that. I mean, I've sat on juries myself, and uh, so I know (laughs) the mechanisms. I know what actually goes off, uh, both in the courtroom and in the jury room. And and it's a travesty. Uh, But if you, as a juror, you know, have to be very careful about informing fellow jurors of their true rights because a judge will then quite illegally uh, dismiss that jury and call another jury if he finds out that you've been informing the jury of their true rights under the law. So it's a very much a rigged system and a, a totally illegal system that's been imposed upon us. So what I'm saying is, in short, that we have to make people aware of what their true rights are under the true constitution of all our countries, which is the same, and what the rights of the jurors are. So if they know that before they go into a jury, at least they can make informed decisions, even if they uh, have to put up with a judge who's trying to uh, withhold information from them because he decides what's admissible and what isn't, and he decides what the sentence is even, which, again, is not something that a judge can do in the true sense of the word. Uh, The sentencing... 
as well as finding whether guilt or innocence, the sentencing under the law, constitutional law, should only be decided by the jury. So it's a very different system to what's actually uh, impressed upon people now. Now, those constitutional laws exist, choose what uh, the governments will try and have you believe, that they're old and outdated and don't exist anymore. Totally untrue. You know, they are. So... It's something that I've been studying for quite some time now, uh, and I'm only giving a very thumbnail sketch of it. But uh, the only way forward that I can see is that more and more people have to be made aware of what their true rights are and what true constitutional law is, and that it still exists, and that the people in government now are acting totally illegally in all aspects, not just odd ones, all aspects. And I think it's only by restitution of the... uh, a restoration of the constitution that is the only way and it, this can be done legally so we need some lawyers uh, to actually do their job properly rather than to just be lackeys themselves of a government system and to be subservient to a judge who is acting illegally and many lawyers know this but of course they've got very high paid jobs that they want to look after like many doctors who won't speak out against the fallacies and fraud of the medical system and we've got lawyers and some judges I have to add who know very well that the legal system is a fraud and is totally illegal uh, but they won't speak out because one is they would lose their job or worse because there's a lot riding on this and uh, governments have gone to a great deal of trouble uh, to hide this from the public so but I believe it's the only way it's the only way that we can push back and get a proper legal system in this country in all our countries and get the road back to true freedom and uh, true equality for all men i absolutely 100 percent agree with you david i've been talking about that on this show for years and then after what's happened in 2020 i've been hammering on it very very much in detail because that is exactly it and it what what scares me and i think this kind of ties on the whole show it scares me is that i've heard people make comments this year about things like well since it's a pandemic this is the time we should suspend constitutional rights. I'm like, no, this is the time when they need to be preserved more than ever because you have tyrants that will use this as an excuse to exercise their power, which they will never relinquish. And history shows us that time after time after time again. Um, And part of this problem is what you guys were talking about earlier in terms of the educational system and, and children at a very young age being taught to respect authority rather than to think or rather than to observe and to analyze, uh, authority is always correct. It's not the information. The authority's opinion is the fact. The fact, if it's a fact, is just an opinion. Otherwise, is what happens when you're very young. You're not taught how to think. You're not th- taught how to analyze. You're not taught how to observe. So as you get older, what you find, at least here in the United States of America, is people were never taught civics. They don't know the three branches of government. They most people don't even until Donald Trump. They didn't even know who the president was. There, was, there were some people didn't even know who the president was. Uh, there are people that don't know uh, what the Constitution is at all. They've never heard of it. I've talked to people like this. They're like, "What's what, what do you mean constitutional rights? What what are you talking about?" Like they literally don't know. So th- that is not a failure. I think that is a strategic effort to control a generation which will continue to proceed into future generations of people where they don't understand the rule of law. They don't understand that that is what protects them. That is what preserves true equality. And so they've been taught that the rule of law is what's racist. The rule of law is what makes them sick. The rule of law 
is what makes all the problems we have, when really it's the abandonment of the rule of law that creates those problems. Um, and, it, and it just reminds me, um, if I can make this comparison, there's a Dr. Kelly Moore, Associate Director of the Immunization Action Coalition. And I wanted to read this to you earlier, but I think I think I can make a comparison to this. She said, we should not at all be surprised to see, coincidentally, vaccination happening and then having someone pass away a short time after they receive a vaccine. Not because it has anything to do with the vaccination, but just because that's the place where people at the end of their lives reside. So it's like they've got a knife to your throat, and as they're slitting your throat, they're like, we're saving you, we're protecting you, we're here to help you, we're here to make you healthy. And that's what they're doing. They're putting the knife to the Constitution, and they're slowly slitting it and saying all the problems we have, it's because of this. But we're actually here to save this. We're here to protect this. We're here to protect you. It's all a huge exercise in psychological warfare. Absolutely. And and completely on its head. Um, as, as you say, it's completely on its head and people don't realize. And that's why, coming back to one of the earlier points, we need to uh, have children taught in school. They need to know what the Constitution is in its true sense, not this convoluted uh, way that uh, people talk about it. I mean, in the UK, if you ask people about the Constitution, they've been brought up to believe we don't have one that we don't have a constitution, and which is a complete lie, because they're never taught about it. And if asked, and this is from authority figures, um, will say, no, no, we don't have one in, in, in the UK. We don't have a written constitution. Well, we certainly do. And uh, it goes right back, well, it goes back further than 1215, actually. You know, we can go back uh, before that to uh, King Alfred the Great, when he uh, sort of, we're talking about in the mid to late 800s, you know, and he was the, one of the first kings that was codifying the law of the land, which is what we know today as the constitution on which Magna Carta was built. Uh, and there's all sorts of fallacies put out about, oh, it's not relevant anymore, oh, it's been changed. It certainly has not. No, there's been no legal changes to the constitution, which has stood for all time, for thousands of years, uh, and is what, as I said again, uh, all our constitutions are built on. So we need to start... Uh, obviously in the longer term, it's a longer term project that uh, children are educated properly, and not only as to what true constitutional law is, but also their rights as citizen jurors, so that when eventually they sit on a, a jury, they'll be able to operate in the correct way. And I would, I would hope by the very young who are going to start their educational system, that by the time they get to an age when they're eligible for jury, that we've overturned this illegal system and that uh, judges and lawyers well judges uh, are reduced back to their true means which is just as a convener they have no legal rights over setting sentences or dictating to juries Uh, if they're going to exist at all they're just there to convene it and carry out the uh, requests and uh, demands of the jury the jury is all powerful they're the only sovereign uh, individuals uh, in a courtroom so it's a long route of education, but things can be done now. Uh, and we just need some of these uh, to find, if there is such a thing, an honest lawyer uh, with some courage to start to push this back because they, they can do it legally and they're not going to be liked for it, of course. And there'll be all sorts of things thrown in their path, but they've got to do it in the same way as doctors. I mean, some are speaking out, but they've got to be pushing back. And we all as citizens have got 
got to do our little bit, you know, whatever we can, even if it's uh, civil disobedience, if you like, not complying with these ridiculous and illegal uh, rules of mask wearing and social distancing and all the other rubbish that goes with it. They are totally illegal and we shouldn't have anything to do with them. So it's a long haul, but we've got to start by... Uh, making people aware of their sovereign rights and getting them to uh, push back in a legal way. We're not talking about violence. It's not necessary. We have the legal means to do this, but yes, we need some help. But I don't think, uh, I, I don't think that unless we get the restoration of our true constitution, I don't think we'll be able to put a stop to this criminality, because that's what it is, this criminality that's affecting the whole world at the moment. And I, I ultimately, if we don't get a restoration of what the scientific process is and real scientific investigation uh, and conclusion, then we're never going to have an understanding of what makes us ill, of what makes us sick either, and what yeah. can heal us. Right. Yeah, though the whole system is rotten to the core, as we often say. It's, it's absolutely rotten to the core in all its facets, the establishment is. And the only thing you can do with something that's rotten is to get rid of it and uh, put in uh, something new. And as I say, that doesn't have to be a violent thing. Um, there's the laws there, the constitutional laws for us to dismantle uh, this corrupt system that we've uh, having to live under this tyranny, and it is a tyranny in the true sense of the word. It, it's totally legal. So it'll only uh, it'll only get worse too. As long as you continue to capitulate and acquiesce, it'll get worse and worse and worse. It'll be a slow burn that steadily increases. This is what history shows us. I mean, this yeah. is authoritarianism on steroids on a global level, with with the uh, implications through Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, they're planning to consolidate global power through banking, economics, etc., shutting down all independent business, all independent free thought, all independent free movement, and consolidating world power into the hands of an even fewer number of people with a, like a global governing authority. And it's, it's not even like it's a theory. It's World Economic Forum's website, and they tell you what they're doing. I bought the book by Klaus Schwab. He says in the book, and he said this uh, at a couple of uh, presentations. He's like, COVID-19 is not dangerous. It's not a big deal. But we're going to use it anyway to consolidate power and restructure the world so we control it. I mean, these people yeah. tell you what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. The, the thing is that they're saying it's, you know, an opportunity for them to uh, consolidate control and take over. But it's also an opportunity for uh, the rest of us, you know, we the people, Um because for the first time, we've actually got access to all the information. We've got access to communications, ways of connecting with other people, spreading the information in, in ways that we, we, people have never had before. So even though it's an opportunity, if you like, for them, it's also an opportunity for us. Yes. And as um, people continually say, there are far more of us than there are of them. And so, you know, we have got the, the numbers, um, you know, uh, if you like, in our favour. But at the same time, we we do need to help break the cognitive dissonance of people who are possibly going along with it because they're still not quite sure what might happen to them. Um, you know, they're the ones that, that can probably be reached a little more easily because they can be shown there is no virus, there's nothing to be scared of. Um, but also in terms of the authoritarianism that, you know, yes, you do have rights, there are common law rights, 
and uh, what's being done to you is is illegal. So that can give them the kind of um, comfort factor, if you like, that they can say, oh, actually, no, I, I, I will take off the mask. I, I'll stop being scared. And so, you know, the numbers can increase quite substantially If because I, I believe there are a lot of people in, in this kind of mindset that they're going along because they're just not sure you know so they'll just sort of take this slightly easier way out because they haven't got enough information so you know but, they they are reachable i believe yeah but i i sound that sound a warning notes i agree with what dawn's saying but and, and i mean that's been the main thrust of us writing the book and getting it out there and doing interviews and all the rest of it but there's only so much you can do you know it's the old adage of you know you can well, we, we change it to say you can uh, take a person to knowledge, but you can't make them think. Uh, it's a bit of a twist on taking a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So, and unfortunately, that is true. You know, we've presented knowledge to a lot of people who just can't take it in because, as we've said, this cognitive dissonance. Or so, so we have to press ahead with what we've just been talking about. And I think if we can get a few victories... Uh, in restoration of the constitution, then it'll change around all of these people who are still suffering from cognitive dissonance. The world will change around them, and then they will change. So we we have to go away and 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 get a spearhead, if you like. And like with many battles, if we use a military thing, it's it's often from uh, several points of attack. And I think there's enough people around the world who are already started to do that. But I still believe. The main thing to be going for in all of our countries is the restoration of the constitution and common law. And uh, that's the main thing. The other things are, yes, very useful, but can be a bit of a distraction because until we get the constitution operating, we'll still be subject to all of this uh, illegality of governments. If people just take a lesson from history and, and spend a little bit of time, they'll see that Throughout history, and including today, all of the greatest crimes in history have been committed by governments, not by the people. They've been committed by governments, and that should be a sobering thought for people. It should be in history. History is one of my favorite subjects. I love American revolutionary history. And if you go back to 1775, when British troops came to uh, Boston going towards uh, Concord, uh, the Battle of Lexington Concord, they were going to seize weapons. Um, and they have a standoff with, uh, with the Minutemen, with the so-called Patriots, um, and this event, which led to the death of a couple Redcoats and a couple Patriots, it's called the Shot Heard Round the World. And it really triggered, it signified the beginning of the Revolutionary War and what would lead to the defeat of the, of the British Empire, or at least the withdrawal of the British Empire, and the establishment of the United States of America, which led to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence a year later, but the Constitution later on, um, and the foundation of those inalienable God-given rights. And that's why I was thinking that tonight's show, it would be, uh, a, a good title to call it the shot felt around the world, because with the initiation of these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccine, this is the declaration of war on humanity. And I think it's that clean, that clear and that simple. Yes, I, I agree with you entirely. I want to read one last thing to you guys. Um, I sent it over to you. Uh, Johns Hopkins a newsletter published November 26, 2020. It was pulled from the internet, but I found a copy in the archive in the Wayback Machine. Uh, Guinevere Briand, an assistant program director of the Applied Economics Master Degree Program at Johns Hopkins, she goes through and, and, and finds all the CDC data 
and just starts to look at the details of people that died of heart disease, cancer, and supposedly of COVID-19. And we know that death, some other things have been put in COVID-19. People aren't dying of the flu because they're being put into COVID-19. Uh, there's a lot of fraud there. They're saying, well, that's because people are getting the flu shot or they're wearing masks. They're not getting sick from the flu, which doesn't make sense because if they're not getting sick with the flu, why are they still getting sick with COVID? Same kinds of symptoms. So she goes through, long story short, she goes through, finds all the data and finds, and, and there are various quotes. You can read her research. I sent you a, um, a link to it. Uh, but she goes through and basically finds that the deaths of older people who supposedly are dying at a higher rate stayed the same before and after COVID-19. And she says since COVID-19 mainly affects the elderly, uh, experts, experts expected an increase in the percentage of deaths in older age groups. However, the increase is not seen from the CDC data. Um, and she goes on to go through uh, uh, loads of data about heart disease and how heart disease for the for one of the first times in U.S. history since these records have been kept has declined out of nowhere. It's declined. And she says if you take the data from COVID-19 and put it back into heart disease, all the COVID-19 deaths go away. And people are once again dying of heart disease. So the numbers literally don't add up for COVID-19, but they do add up for standard, typical, unfortunate. A lot of this is you know, preventable, standard, typical American deaths. So in essence, she proved with the CDC, just like you guys have proved in your book with the CDC and the FDA and all these other government agencies and World Health Organization, they publish the data. And it's not that the data is fraud. It's how it's interpreted and how it's presented. And we have to rely on people like you guys, Don Lester, David Parker, people like myself, people like you listening, and people like this uh, this lady uh, at Johns Hopkins to just simply present the data and say, hey, the data doesn't show that anybody else died. In fact, death rates in the United States are down, though they claim they're up. So the whole thing, just based on those numbers alone, it's a complete fraud. I mean, I know that's we've talked about that all night, but I just wanted to mention that that's a huge story. And of course, it was pulled because it was accurate and true and it came from the official data. Yes, I think I remember seeing that, you know, it, it didn't last very long, was pulled very, very quickly because suddenly it just went round. Uh, sorry to use the phrase, uh, you know, became viral. Uh, <laughs> that's the only sense I'll use that word. Um, but yes, I mean, it, it spread around and everyone was really noticing that. And uh, yeah, they, it got pulled very, very quickly. I mean, one of the things that, uh, you know, we talk about uh, in the book is, is um, a phenomenon called iatrogenesis which just shows that uh, well i mean effectively the word means death by medicine uh, or doctor or death by the medical system and uh, it's quite amazing just how much can uh, death and destruction can be related to the medical, the mainstream medical system, and uh, there are examples of um, doctor uh, situations where doctors go on strike, and the um, you know uh, disease and mortality rates actually reduce. So that could be tied into that information from Johns Hopkins sort of uh, statistics that uh, you know fewer. I mean, there are obviously emergencies or whatever, and some people have been going to hospital, but fewer people have been having um, the kind of medications or, uh, you know, fewer people actually going to have these treatments or whatever. And so some people's lives have actually been saved by by not having these treatments. I think, uh, you know, as we would say, because of what we've written in the book, you know, probably one of the worst decisions you can make is to go to your doctor and then carry on with whatever treatment they give you. You know, that's uh, would seem, and uh, as Dawn has just been saying about the 
figures from myogenesis, as some have said, death by modern medicine, when you see those figures, which amounts to hundreds of thousands every year in the US alone, um, and proportionally we get the same in the UK. Um, we would it, say it, that the it, medical system's useful for uh, sort of accidents and emergencies, so you know <clears> there are certain aspects of it that are that are useful, but the uh, um, medicines and vaccines are, are not. For, ge- for, general, for general health, as we say, we, I'm sure you know uh, Voltaire's quote, you know, on the back of our book, uh, you know, is doctors do not understand the human body. And so the decisions they make because of the training that they go through, uh, they it's not because they deliberately set out to harm people, of course not, but because they're ill-educated as, as regards how the body works and how to treat it, then they're going to make all the wrong decisions, and they certainly do, and certainly have, and it costs thousands of people their lives every year. Uh, so I know that's a bit of a somber note to end on. I guess we're running out of time here, but um, yeah, we just have a, hope. have a couple minutes left here. But I want, yeah, I wanted to get final comments from you, David. Final comments from you, Don. Maybe about three minutes. Okay, so I'll just come back to my main thrust at the end there. Um, I think people need to really uh, educate themselves on the constitution, their true constitution, uh, and to look at ways there are organizations in every country uh, around the world who are fighting for the restoration of the common law and the true constitution, and I think that's the way through. We have to get that inform- that information to people and to get those uh those laws put back in place. Agreed, David. Don, you have any final comments? Um, One of the um, most important things, you know, with the common law is the, uh, is very similar to the Hippocratic Oath, which is, you know, first do no harm. The, you know, the common law is, uh, you know, do no harm to others. And, uh, you know, um, everyone should actually be acting uh, if everyone did act actually to in accordance with that, then the world would certainly be, a, you know, a far better place and we wouldn't have tyranny because tyrannous acts just wouldn't happen un- under um, the, a system of common law. So, I mean, one of the things that's most important for us is is to help provide people with information so that they can make informed decisions. I mean, truly informed decisions, not to be just sort of stuck to what they're told by authority. That's not taking an informed decision just because the CDC says take this vaccine. That's not um, information. Go away, do your own homework, have a look into it and for people to start really understanding that they have the right, the duty to make informed decisions. Yes, and that's empowering. Is a particular word. Um, and to question anything that comes from the so-called authority is to question it because nine times out of ten, if not more, what you're being told by authority will not be true. So you really need to be very careful. What really makes you ill? Why everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong? Don Lester, David Parker, thank you guys so much for coming on the show again. It is really, truly an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. I'm sure we'll do some more shows. Thank you guys for taking the time to join us, and thank you all for listening this evening. Thank you, Ryan. It's a pleasure. Hope that you guys have a really nice time over there and you're able to deal with uh, the restrictions. Is it bad, or are you guys getting along fine without masks? Well, we do because Dawn and I just ignore it. 
and um, and carry on. You know, the only thing that yeah. stops us, of course, is if they've actually closed the establishment, you know, the bar or the restaurant that we wanted to go to. There's nothing much we can do about that. But as regards wearing masks and social distancing, we, we won't have any truck with that whatsoever. I have a, a positive story as I bring up the music here. I went to two different stores. I'll tell you one of them. Uh, very simple. I went to a uh, an electronics store, walked in. Guy told me to put the mask on. I said, I can't wear one because I legitimately I can't tolerate this thing. Uh, and he said, well, you need to to shop. And I said, well, under U.S. Code Title 18, Section 242, color of law, you can't force me to do that because it's dangerous. He says to me, Don and David, I guess you know what you're talking about. Go shop. <laughs> so he, wow. He, he apparently Excellent. knew. Maybe he was so like, we, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so all you had to do was show that you had some understanding. Excellent. And then they backed down. In, yeah. in that particular right. case, yes. I also had the police... Uh, well, they threatened to call the police on me, and they were telling me all these fallacies. It's a law, this, that. And then the guy, the manager at this other store, he came back and apologized to me. And he said, I'm sorry about that. I'll let them know that you can come back in the store. So those are two positive experiences just from having a little bit of knowledge of what you guys are talking about, common law. That's where, yeah. the, that's where the real power is, not kneeling and bowing to Fauci or Bill Gates. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's knowing your rights, and it's having some courage. Because he takes courage against these uh, these these bullies, uh, it just takes some courage. But people have got to do it because, as we said earlier, if they don't, they will certainly soon, very soon, not have the choice at all. Because what little rights are left will be taken away, and we will truly live in a very dark place. So people need to wake up and do something very quickly. Absolutely, these vaccines, these shots, whatever you want to call them, they are the shots felt around the world and this is a declaration of war on humanity it's our responsibility to defend ourselves and our families don lester david parker thank you guys so much we'll talk to you soon this is the secret teachings on the fringe fm check our website out at the secret for all of our past episodes the montages and more get yourself a copy of one of our books it's 40 dollars now for a book all the digital books all of them the montage is the archive it's our holiday special. You can also use it to renew your yearly subscription. And go get a copy also of What Really Makes You Ill. It is a massive book loaded with information that will really help to change your perspective with facts and details that you need to know and you can share it with other people as well. What Really Makes You Ill, this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Stay tuned to The Fringe. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast, and have a good weekend. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.